Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Um, so we are going to be talking about a topic that is one of those topics that not very many other people want to share with you guys, because this is one of those things that's going to cause you to go, hmm, it's going to cause you to think, it's going to probably cause you to feel a little insecure. These are the things that we wish we would have known when we were starting our career a couple decades, more than a couple decades ago. These are the things that we've learned, mostly, unfortunately, the hard way along the way. And we're hoping to help you guys save the, you know, the pain and anguish of the learning cycle um, so you can get to where you want to get financially, financial freedom, hopefully, where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money, aka being rich. We're hoping to ease your way so that you guys can get there faster than we did. And uh, the title of today's show is Warning, Avoid Making These 15 Financial Mistakes. Number four will surprise you. So before we get to point number one, Julie, do you have anybody you'd like to acknowledge, any of our podcast listeners or any of our great, fantastic Premier Coaching members? Yes, you got it. So Kiva Kendrick writes, guess what? I'm going door knocking tomorrow. I'm most excited because my first year in real estate, I door knocked expireds and for sale by owners, and that's where my first listing came from. So I, I highlight Kiva because so many of new or newer agents get into this business and are told by grizzled veterans, you have to wait. You're not ready to be a listing agent. You've got to grind away with 100 buyers first. But not Kiva. She already went door knocking and already is listing for sale by owners and expireds. She's got a beautiful pre-listing package done. She's doing pop-by gifts. She's in Louisiana, so she's doing a Mardi Gras pop-by, and it looks beautiful. She posted a lot of great pictures on our private Facebook group. So thank you, and nice job, Kiva. Keep up the good work. And let's see, there is a referral there waiting for one of our members in the Pittsburgh area. So just wanted to let people know that that's there. And then, of course, you also have the announcement of the event posted on Facebook. Oh, let's see. Uh, yes. Lots of door knocking, lots of pop buys, lots of success, very well received. And I guess that's my my conglomerate shout out. And then, of course, Zariah De La Batista, who lives in Eden Gardens, California, is doing some accountability posting of how many contacts she's making. She made 28 contacts. She had a goal of 50 but she now knows that it actually makes a difference. She started again with better energy and actually set two appointments, one with one buyer and one with one seller. So, yes, it does matter when you have real conversations with real people about real estate, which is called making contact. So lots of great shout-outs, and thank you for being supportive of each other. That's what it's there for. So back to you, Tim. The website to register for the event that we're doing in July is Harris VIP Mastermind. And you guys will see when you pop on that website that we did uh, secure Ryan Holiday. He's the New York Times bestselling author, um, you know, fantastic speaker. He's uh, Ego is the Enemy. He wrote that book, written a lot of books on stoicism and other topics as well. So you guys definitely want to attend this event. It's a private mastermind, so only 50 people will be allowed to register. I haven't actually checked uh, for two days to see how many seats we have left. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they sell out this week. So do that right away. If you are hesitating or procrastinating, um, because that is your way and you want to go, I strongly encourage you make the commitment. Um, I'm not saying 
uh, in July that Austin's the nicest place to be because it's a little warm. But the fact is, this is a great hotel in Julie and I, where we live just north of Austin in Georgetown. Um, it overlooks a, a river and there, it's going to be, a, you know, 50 agents, 50 top producers, and Julie and I and Ryan, I really don't think you're going to be able to find a more intense learning environment. And this will be one of those experiences that when you guys look back upon, you'll realize uh, it was a significant turning point in your lives. This is the when we do masterminds, that is the goal. We want to make it so that's one of those things you guys look back upon saying, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe what I got out of those experiences experience there's so few things like that in life um and uh i when julie and i are putting together events or really we're putting together any of our products our book this podcast um our premier coaching anything we do we always set the expectation that we want to exceed your expectations not by a small margin by an incredible margin we want to make it so that when you're doing business with julie and i at any level that you think that you basically walk away thinking oh my gosh i can't believe i got what i got for what i paid i that's overwhelming value where it's not like, well, you know, I paid a dollar and I got a cup of coffee. It seems like a good value. I want you guys to be do when you do business with us, I want you to be blown away. I want you to actually think that you got such the better end of the bargain that you can't believe it, that maybe, you know, that's the point you guys get. When's the last time you had an experience like that? Yeah, that's right. So when was the last time you had an experience like that in life? You know, the funny thing is, is experiences like that in life actually we're not that infrequent, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Most businesses approached um, selling any kind of product with the expectation that they were going to exceed your expectations. It's not that way anymore for a whole variety of reasons. Um, but when you do business with us, it is. So look, bottom line, if you guys have yet to uh, request a free coaching call, please go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You will not only receive a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, they're going to help you work on your lead generation wheel. They're going to help you uh, put accountability systems in place. They're going to help you figure out how to finally get consistent cash flow. But we're also going to give you six of our free books. Uh, Real Estate Treasure Map, frankly, of all the six books, it's going to be the one you're going to like the most because it literally is a fill-in-the-blank business and life plan that if you've not yet done that for this year, you are literally behind the ball. So make sure you get that done right away. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And to register for the event that we're doing in July, I know it's six months from now. I know agents like to procrastinate, um, but hopefully the acknowledgement that there's only going to be 50 seats is going to cause you to take action a little bit faster than you normally do. And the URL for that is harrisvipmastermind.com, harrisvipmastermind.com. We are giving preferential treatment, obviously, to private clients first, uh, but any of you can register for the event. All right, Julie, so let's move on. Now, this topic is one of those topics that when we present, we are always a little bit nervous presenting it because it's, it's kind of outside of the wheelhouse of what most agents are used to hearing from people in our position. And if you're listening to us for the first time, you're probably going to think, oh, my God, this, that was a little intense. <laughs> I'm used to listening to real estate. I'm used to listening to real estate traders who, you know, their whole point is to make me feel good. They want to work on my mindset. Or they want to help me with my branding or my logo, or they want to tell me about you know my CRM or work on my drip campaign. I mean that's the normal you know blah blah uh, stuff that you guys get when you're in the realm of trying to build your business. But we understand, having done this forever, having you know coached agents for just uh, I mean I only want to think about how long. What we've realized is that all that is for naught unless you're managing your money correctly. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have, let's just say you become the top agent in your office, then the top agent in your market. You are the agent that everyone wants to be. You have billboards, you have moving trucks, you have postcards, 
Everyone wants to talk with you and shake your hand and buy you a cup of coffee in your Starbucks. Your real estate dreams have been exceeded. You are famous. But here's what often happens. You have really nothing to show for it. So at the end of the year, you're looking back upon your financial statement. You may have made a lot of money, but eventually you're going to hit a point where you're going to realize that making a lot of money and keeping a lot of money are two different things. And you're not going to have accumulated any net worth, any assets to speak of. Then a year passes, then 10 years pass. And then the whole ego appeal of being that top producing agent begins to not look so sexy because you have nothing to show for all your years of effort. That's when usually people will email Julie and I directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com and ask us to personally coach them. And I'm not talking about premier coaching. I'm talking about basically going to the gauntlet of hiring Julie and I to be their personal coaches because they are getting to the point in their lives really when it's not good enough just to be good enough. They want to essentially be rich where their money works for them and they no longer work for the money. And when we have the conversations with people, and I have these conversations, guys, every day, where I'll have someone come to us, and I'm telling you the profile is just like I said. There are people maybe that are even famous in their marketplace, maybe even agents you've heard of nationally. Maybe they're on TV. And you start getting into their personal finances, and they might make millions and millions of personal income, but they literally have no net worth. Because they spend it all. They spend it all on their business. They spend it all on the, you know, the lifestyle. They have nothing to show for all their work. They haven't stopped to think, or frankly, and this is the truth, no one stopped them to tell them that, guess what? Even if your success train doesn't end for decades, you still have to be doing some financial moves along the way so that you can accumulate. Because the accumulation does not happen automatically. In other words, the ability to save, the ability to reinvest that money, that does not happen automatically. I promise you guys, you might get to the point where your business comes to you and what it feels almost automatic because you have so many, you know, oars in the water. You have many spokes. Business just flows to you. Lead generation isn't even really your problem. Some of you guys are in that blessed situation. I get it. But you still aren't saving money. Why? You don't know why. And that's what we're going to do on today's and tomorrow's podcast. We're going to break you through, break it down to all the real granular points on why and how you can fix that problem. This is not a mindset call. We don't do mindset calls. Mindset calls are where we make you feel a certain way and then we give you no practical, tactical information. This is an in-your-face truth come to Jesus call where you're actually going to drill down be uh, given the opportunity to correct any financial mistakes you're making and hopefully... Um, you know, we're going to give you guys some exact step-by-step stuff that you can do to turn things around today. So many of you guys are working your asses off, ruining the best, I say ruining, but spending the best parts of your lives earning money, but you don't have any net worth. That's not just true with real estate folks. It's true with business owners in general, because the belief is that someday, somehow there's going to be, uh, you know, some sort of big liquidity event. Someone's going to buy your business. Guys, no one's going to buy your business. You know, you're going to have a winning lottery ticket. Guys, not going to happen. You know, you guys are, are operating in fantasy land when it comes to actual wealth creation. You're not being proactive about it. If you were given an opportunity to go on a listing appointment today for a million dollar seller, and I realize those of you on the coast, that's nothing, but let's just say it is. And the seller has to sell. The seller's willing to pay an 8% commission. It's the best, most motivated, most incredible property ever. 
you would be head over heels, focused, intensely ready to get that. You would go get your hair cut. You'd have your shoes polished. You'd have your listing presentation together. You'd know exactly what you needed to do to lock and load on that listing, wouldn't you? Even a new agent could figure it out really quick, right? You'd join Premier Coaching. You'd, you'd deep dive into all the listing material, and you would somehow miraculously become the most prepared listing agent ever if given an opportunity like that, wouldn't you? And yet, when it comes to financial planning, when it comes to taking care of your own personal finances, what happens? It stays on your list of things to do forever. Or you make the mistake of expecting other people to do it for you, like your accountant or your financial planner, right? You make the mistake of not being proactive about actually saving and accumulating money, and yet your normal mode of operation when given the right opportunity like that listing is to be 100% situationally aware, locked and loaded, ready to go. The intense feeling you have thinking about that listing, you guys feel that right now? I know all of you do. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to have that intense feeling when you're thinking about your finances. Get it? I want you to feel competitive. I want you to feel the animal spirits have to be set free. Not the fear, not the entrap not, not all those those things that hold you back. Not all the things that basically make financial planning the I'll do it tomorrow type things. I want you to have the sense of urgency, the sense of excitement that you do about that listing when you think about your finances. Okay? That's the goal. That's the goal you have to have, because until you have that level of intensity about saving money, and I don't mean saving money like a cookie jar, I mean saving money and how you spend your money, the amount of money you pay in taxes, how you're investing your money, who you're paying to provide those services for you, unless you have that level of intensity, you will never accumulate any money. Not, nothing commensurate to the amount of money you're earning. Some of you guys are earning more money than you ever thought you would. You're earning more money than, you know... <laughs> The, the last 10 relatives that have existed on this planet. You accumulate more transactions and more cash flow than anyone else you know. You might be the richest person in your town in terms of income, but you don't have any net worth. And we're going to tell you why. So, Julie, you want to just jump in right into uh, point number one? Yeah, well, that's a very common thing where, you know, it's not, I think for a lot of our listeners, the earning of it, they've figured out it's the keeping of it that they still struggle with. So that's what we're going to drill down on. So let's start with number one. And I think, Number one is perhaps there for a reason because you don't get in front of this, you're never going to be able to invest or do any of the other things that we'll talk about. So number one, you have no real reserves to speak of. It's feast or famine, 3 a.m. real estate night sweats, and feeling stressed all the time. And I'm not talking about just new agents that are figuring out how to go from deal to deal. Some of you guys that are closing 10 and 15 deals a month still have no reserves to speak of. Feast or famine, three o'clock in the morning. How are you gonna pay your next month's bills? So your first goal is to save six months of actual hard cash. Get a safe and have real money in there or even gold, because that's another mistake. You know, well, I've got rental properties with equity in them. Well, okay, so you go two months without a paycheck and you're just gonna go refinance everything? No, we're talking about real hard cash in a safe, maybe even gold. No checkbook, no debit card attached to this absolute savings. Funny thing, our clients that have the safe, it's so much harder for them to spend it when they can touch it <laughs> and when they have to actually dial in to see it and maybe even smell that cash. So well, that's, that's psychology though, right? Goal. Oh, absolutely, yeah, but and it does work. Right, so you guys who are used to using credit cards, look, you're going to have to use a credit card for your business and whatnot. But the reality of it is, is if you have a credit card, you will overspend versus if you have cash. And we're going to get to this in point number eight. 
But if you had a, basically a family budget every month and it was literally put in an envelope in the form of cash, and this is the amount of money for groceries, this is the amount of money, some of you are going to have to have that level of discipline to get your finances back on track. And people are going, it's going to trust me, when you start having financial discipline, finances, money in general, sparks so many raw emotions in people, so many feelings of insecurity, so many feelings of just all kinds of crazy unbridled emotions that have never been really thought through. That's what money conversations generally do in a family. You might even think about money and feel your own heart rate start to increase. It's because you've never actually worked through it. You used to, or some of you still do, used to feel that way about going on a listing appointment. Now it's exciting. You know you can kick its ass you still are in that primal stage of think when it comes to basically thinking about your finances realize as long as you stay in that stage you're going to avoid it because your fight or flight mechanism in your brain when you're thinking about money if you feel that feeling of anxiety and stress fight or flight kicks in and you are generally going to speak generally speaking you're going to run away from it you're not going to fight it so that's the reason that you sometimes in order to get your financial ship back and going in the right direction or maybe it's never even left the port let's be honest, you're going to have to take some radical moves just so you can start having some financial sobriety in your life. So goal number two, and this is something that's very interesting. I could take, well, I will tell you the story. Goal number two is save a minimum of 10% off every check or other stream of income, or I'm sorry, and every other a stream of income into a non-touchable account. Uh, and this goes to, this is what Julie and I called it, the old me fund, <laughs> the old me and my fund. So basically here, here's the story. Julie and I were at a Howard Britton event. We were on stage. Actually, I was on stage. Julie was speaking in a, in a different room. And Howard asked me at the last minute to be on stage with like five other stars. You guys who haven't been in real estate very long don't know what I'm talking about. So just bear with me. The punchline of the story is worth listening to, I promise you. So I'm up there with uh, like four or five other stars. And these stars are agents who are at the, I was probably 30 at the time, maybe 29. And these stars were all in their 40s. And so they were hypothetically light years ahead of me in the savings and accumulation phase of their careers. Though I later found out most of them weren't because they were spending it all. Thus my own education, thus what we're passing along to you guys, hoping to save you the anguish of years of toiling away, making mistakes. Listen between the lines of what I'm telling you here, guys. So anyway, the group's topic was basically, I don't remember the exact title of it. The gist of it was, how to be rich in real estate or something like that, or some salacious title designed to fill the room. And it did. This room probably had 500 people in it. And there are people standing in the back. There are people standing in front of each other. It was freaking packed. And I was sitting in the end. I, I was sitting on the far right end. I remember it clear as day. And all these, there's like three or four other, I think there were three stars that were sitting next to me. And um, there was two mics. Okay. So there were two mics on the table. And the, someone in the audience would, you know, have a question about, you know, getting rich, basically. And the three of the stars that were up there would fight for the mic because they wanted to talk. They wanted to basically hear, you know, it was ego. That's really what it was. I'm not saying they weren't disseminating information that was useful because I'm sure they all were. They were smart people. But for the most part, it was just a big ego fest. And I didn't say anything the whole time. And so the whole, this whole thing went on for like an hour. And I just sat there. I didn't say anything. Nobody gave me a mic, you know. Uh, I didn't try to take the mic. I said, whatever, guys, I'm just up here because I was asked to sit here. There was an empty chair. So um, towards the end of this event or towards the end of this session, this breakout session, this kind of guy that walked in, and I do remember him walking in, and he did not look like he was part of the group. I think he was wearing jeans. He was wearing like a button-down shirt sleeve shirt. He was kind of, you know, stocky, not fat, just, you know, I didn't know him. 
And he walks in the room. He was about three quarters back of the room, walks in about halfway in and sits at a chair. And I noticed this, this I sort of noticed the stars noticed him, but I didn't think anything of it. Remember, I, I didn't know who he was. So it was probably about three minutes left in the session. And um, the stars were just like stoned on their own, you know, incredibleness from having basically had all these people, you know, fight to ask them questions. They were so, you know, high on their own self-importance. And so this guy, I remember these stars have been fighting to answer questions. They weren't even being polite to each other, really. It was almost comical. Ego fest, I'm telling you. So uh, this guy raises his hand. He doesn't just raise his hand, if I remember correctly. He stands up and he asks this question. And the question was, what is rich? Okay. Now, here's what happened. This is what I really remember with unbelievable clarity because it was, I mean, I tell this story and it's, it was so humorous. Those stars who were basically just climbing over each other like crabs in a bucket to answer questions, all of a sudden shut up. And what was funny is they put the mics down. <laughs> so they put the mics down and their mics are sitting on the table in front of them and they start looking at each other. And then one of them looks over at me and says, hey, let's have the dumb kid answer the question and let's see how bad he throws himself under the bus. So I answer the question and I answer it how I answer it with you guys. I say, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. And that's all I said. The event's over, people applaud, the stage gets crowded with people wanting to talk with stars. I mean, people would literally ask us for our autographs. I'm telling you guys, it was a different era. And uh, then the stars started whispering, the three that were up there with me started whispering in the mirror, my God, that was a great question. You know who asked you that question? That was Jim Duvall. Well, I didn't know who Jim Duvall was either. So, you know, oh my God, you, you, you that, oh my, I can't believe you did. They were like, honestly impressed with the answer to my question. And they thought I knew who Jim Duvall was, who I didn't know he was. And I later find out that he's a billionaire who was basically owned part of like the Florida Marlins. He owned just all kinds of different things. But so here's what happened. It was probably about three or four. So, okay, Jim Duvall asked me a question. I answered it right. I didn't make a fool of myself. That was the end of it, right? Or so I thought. It was probably about 60 days later. I get a question. I got a call out of the blue at my desk. And it was Jim Duvall. And I didn't, I remember, I remember the name, but I didn't know the guy personally. And he started, we started having this weird conversation about money. And what he basically had told me, he was impressed with the answer that I gave. And he started informally, randomly calling me for like the next, I don't know, five, six, maybe 10 years. I really don't remember. I'd email him occasionally, but the nature of how he wanted the relationship was he will, you know, when he wants somebody to talk to about something sort of, you know, weird, he didn't want to like formally mentor me, but he ended up mentoring me. Okay. You guys with me on this? So I was fortunate enough when Julie and I are in our formidable years, right? We're at the pivot point where we could have started making a lot of tragic financial mistakes. We had the, we had the unbelievable luck of having a billionaire that gave a little bit of a shit about us. And one of the questions I asked him, because Jim, uh, Julie and I are from Columbus, Ohio. Jim was from Indianapolis, Indiana. Jim got his start by buying and selling farms. And at the time when I originally came across him, I imagine he was in his 60s, maybe even 70. He's since passed away. So I asked him, and his wife was Marianne, wonderful gal. And I asked Jim, I said, how did you do it? How did you actually start saving money? <laughs> you know, Because look, we're in the throes of it too. Your, your real estate business, any business is going to try to eat all your free cash flow. There's always going to be something to spend your money on. If it's not your business, it's going to be a personal lifestyle. Um, and Julie and I had been in the business now for what, three or four years. And we are starting to experience a lot of you guys are experiencing the temptation of spending your money on dumb shit and not having enough business experience to know what dumb shit is. And so Jim said this to me, 
He said, I started out, Mary Nan and I started out by saving 10%. You guys have heard this before. Your grandma told it to you. I started out by saving 10% of every check. And then we put that 10% to work. We bought farms. We bought the assets that produced income. And then what we did is we eventually paid off all of our personal uh, stuff, houses and cars and whatnot. So our own personal overhead was really low. And then we started kept on earning and earning and earning. And from that, I was given more opportunities to make more investments. The guy owned a massive walnut grove in Canada. And back when walnut, dark wood, was really popular in furniture, he was having his walnut trees stolen so frequently that they had to put alarms on the on random <laughs> walnut trees to police them. I mean, he had an oil and gas well that was coming out of Canada. Just all kinds of things that you guys would never imagine. And he said that basically what happens, he started out by forcing himself to save 10%. And he said what they would do is when they would have a check from any source of money, no matter what the amount of money was, he sold a chicken for $5, he was going to save 10% of that and put it into his account. Eventually, after they paid off all their stuff and their own personal lifestyle was really low expense-wise, then they started to save more and more and more. And then they started to invest more and more and more. And guess what? That's what Julie and I did. We followed that exact pattern and it worked. And that's what we want you guys to do too. So when you get a check, Julie, describe like following Jim's advice. What that caused us to do is, you know, before we would save when there was money left over, before we'd save in third or fourth quarter, before we would save when we had a big closing and we had whatever, whatever. But what Jim's advice forced you to do is you would tell them physically go to the bank with two checks. Go ahead, walk them through it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, this gets to the concept you guys have all heard, pay yourself first. It literally means pay yourself first. So you get your commission check, you go to the bank, you write it, you either tell them, you know, here's a deposit ticket for this much, goes into this account, the rest of it goes into this account. You can write a check, put it in one account, and then you write a check for 10% to your other account. Now you can do everything digitally. It's a little bit more efficient, but we still coach you to, you know, go into the bank and talk to people, make contact, talk about what you do, build your center of influence. It's still better to go in in person. But Julie, be practical. You get a commission check. You, you get a commission check for 10 to that account. Yeah. Okay. But you wouldn't send it. You would write a check against it. So when you were depositing no, yeah, the commission yeah, check for it's real. Yeah, you you so literally when you write a check, you figure it out 10% and I'm talking about, you know, we used to make those little American Home Shield, I think it was like a $60 commission check. So guess what? 6 bucks goes into your savings account. You write a check out for 6 bucks, you deposit the rest. The point here is that that 10% goes into an honest-to-God savings, that's why they don't call it a spendings account, savings account, no debit card, no checkbook against it. If you want access to that, if you're not putting it in a safe, either one is okay, but if it's in an account, you, don't, you can't get at it easily. You've got to get a cashier's check. You've got to go through some work to access to that. And, you know, I've had clients that do this routinely, and they make a deal with themselves that they're not going to look at the balance until Thanksgiving. It's part of their Thanksgiving ritual. Thanks for, thank you to past Julie, for example, for taking those 10%. And that's a nice surprise. Oh, my gosh, can you believe what we finally actually saved for real in that account? So either one is fine, however you accomplish that. But you've got to be very relentless. And I would say, Tim, I don't remember us ever really saving anything until we did that after getting that advice from uh, Jim Duvall and his wife. Jim. Well, That's no one ever told us, to right? Believe. That's right. Yeah, but I mean, they you... don't tell you that in state school. They just say, well, you know, you, you, you pay for all of your business cards and your advertising and you're this and you're that. And then, you know, you'll have a check that you get to save one day. <laughs> 
if they talk about how it many at of all. you and that's how, how many of you survive. basically how many of you basically do your tax planning around basically a, a, a big closing you're hoping and praying will happen how many of you do your how many of you are actually saying i will have money in my retirement account if you even have one uh you know when I have a big closing or because I'm going to do a flip. How many of you think like that? All of you do. I know you do. I could talk to you guys all day long. I know how you think. What happens? How would your life change if you actually started doing the 10% savings thing and increase it to 15 and increase it to 20? Now, remember what Julie said, have six months of cash reserves. Don't have an equity in a property because if you need that cash, the irony of it is, is you need it probably because you're having an income dist uh, disruption issue and the, you know it's going to give you a loan. So you need it in cash. And Julie said very something very important. Cash in a safe is great. Gold is money. Let's not talk about that. Let's not have gold conversations. But if you want to have physical gold, buy bullion. And there's lots of places to buy it where you don't have to pay hard landing commissions. And to put that in a safe, you need to have six months of hard money backing you up. That will cause you to feel a lot more financially secure. That'll actually make you more confident when you start the day every day. If you have a family, uh, you're going to even feel a thousand times better knowing you have that six months reserves. Now, we're going to walk you through the other points over the next show. Obviously, I'll probably take two shows. Julie and I like to tell our stories. But you're going to hear specifics and you're going to understand the philosophy and experiences from our own lives or from the lives of our coaching clients as to where these learning points have come from. But I want you guys to understand that nothing is financially especially the world is the, the cards are stacked against you accumulating any money. It really is. That's the truth. That's the hard, cold, between the eyes, unfortunate truth. Nobody wants you to save any money. The whole entire system, and I don't know why it's set up this way, but it's set up to keep you dependent. And we're in this inflationary time where shit's getting more expensive. Everything's going to get more expensive. It's going to become a lot harder for you to save money because things are getting more expensive. Be financially aware. The discipline of forcing yourself to save is going to be something that will may massively change, maybe not your life now, maybe not even your life next year, but in 10 years, as Julie and I, you know, we like to thank past Tim and Julie. We do a lot of thanking of past Tim and Julie. We do a lot of thanking of past Tim and Julie for when they were in their 20s, when they're in their 30s, when they're in their early 40s. That's the Tim and Julie Julie and I are fortunate enough. But look, guys, that required us to having have the discipline of sticking to our own rules. And it works. Of course it works. This is the, for normal people like all of us, this is the only real way to accumulate any sort of significant savings. Forget the fantasy that you're going to have a liquidity event of any kind. You won't. You never will. You're not going to sell your real estate practice to your business for a lot of money. You won't. You're not going to sell. You're not going to basically, you know, get on a great IPO. Chances are you won't. You're not going to take a company public. You're not going to, you know, be, you know, have a Willy Wonka golden ticket. Those of you who watched that horrible movie from the 70s. I guess they remade it in the 90s too. Or equally as horrible then. Yeah, it's still traumatized. The hell with Willy Wonka and those little perverted munchkins. Those things were disgusting. Anyway, the point is you'll never have that experience because of the fact that those things are all fantasy. The only way you're going to accumulate any money, any way you're going to be rich where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money, is if you force yourself to do it. Remember, guys, the feeling of having that kick-ass listing opportunity in front of you, how excited do you feel? Just me saying that. I, I get excited by saying it, right? You know, maybe you're in LA. Maybe you're in New York. And the, the number has to be like, you know, 3 million or 5 million to get your blood going. I don't know. But it's there. You are so locked in, ready for that appointment. You're going to show up early. 
You're going to bring flowers. You might even do a little tap dance in the foyer, right? You are going to leave it all on the field to get that appointment because you know this is a locked-in, excited, motivated seller. I want you to feel that same way about your finances because if you don't, nobody else will. I promise you, nobody else will. The system is designed not to allow you to ever be financially free. It's not. It's designed to keep you locked in. Realize that. Do something about it. I'm not taking talking metric, uh, matrix, red pill and blue pill, but maybe I am. You know, maybe a little bit, if that kind of helps you think in terms of why you've been working your ass off for so long, you're not getting anywhere. You're probably locked in. You don't realize it. So you're going to have to be the one that, you know, jailbreaks yourself. So we're going to go over more points tomorrow. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Listen, guys, we, our whole mission is to make your path smoother, to make it so that you can accomplish your financial goals quicker, frankly, than we did. We, want, we are going to share with you and tell you as directly and plainly and practically as we can the things necessary to build a very profitable business and real estate business primarily so that you too can be financially free. Here, guys, is the ultimate litmus test of how efficient you are running a business. It's how much money you can save. In order to save money, you have to have profit. In order to run a profitable business, you have to learn how to have sales skills. You have to learn how to be a great entrepreneur. If there's anything we can do for you guys, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>